0: Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe, and I'm Zan, and we're the Three, Three Wining Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow, and give us a five star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. Hi. Hello. Hi, how are we doing? Good. Good. It's
1: Hello. And it was a short week. Yeah. Because there was Labor Day. Yes. Oh,
0: I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was nice. You know, I kind of spoiled myself over the last couple of weeks, either working from home or taking a few days off. So I think it's been a few weeks since I worked a full (laughs) five-day work week. And I don't know how I'm going to do that this next week. (laughs) Oh, I know. It's so hard to go back to a whole week Mm -hmm. at work.
0: Uh, I do that when you go on a two-week vacation. You're what? like missing it. You're um, like, what's a two-week vacation? <laughs> yeah, no, we don't
1: do that. I don't get, ever leave for more than maybe it's, six days.
0: It's only because we're only allowed to take vacations after October, oh, and before like January or something like that. Why is that? So we have to group them. You know what I mean?
1: That's stupid, and yeah, that it should is. be illegal. <laughs> Actually, it probably, probably is.
0: Real
2: anyway so last weekend we had our parents 50th anniversary
0: party thing
1: and we're, we've survived and that's all i want to say about that <laughs> <laughs> honestly
0: we had a question of the week on our instagram and it was what is tattooed on Resan's knees wrong answers only are y'all ready to hear yes okay the first one their unborn child that he got off to.
2: That is so messed up. <laughs> funny. Messed up.
0: Okay. Faye's name, except she wrote it, mm. so it looks like a toddler wrote it, and no. it's misspelled. <laughs> Tamlin's Tears. Who? Tamlin's Tears. Oh, Tamlin's
1: Tears. Gotcha. I Tam- think that would have been funny if it was Tim Tims.
0: Tim Tams. <laughs> Tam- Tam. <laughs> Tam- Tam- Tamlin's Paw Prince. Oh. The adder's face on one, and the beautiful amarantha on the other. Nice. I wonder who did that one.
1: I don't know, but that person is brilliant. <laughs>
0: okay. Lucian's eye on one, Aww. and Jurian's eye on the other. Oh. The weaver's beautiful smile. Oh, that was me. Oh, was it? Okay. <laughs> I actually posted this also on TikTok,
2: so I got right. some responses. Awesome. You, got, you got a lot. I saw that.
0: I did. I am Nude,
1: Ew. dirty. No, it's me too. <laughs> <laughs> one tip on could, the other. I could, ooh. I, could, I couldn't <laughs> stop. I just, anyway, actually, I did stop. That was my last one.
0: A ruler to measure.
1: I'm thinking that means they're peeing.
0: Yeah, oh god, okay. There you go. Cassian bent over, oh, holding it? his cheeks apart. Oh no, and the kneecap is a center b hole. Oh, Cassian god. is smiling.
2: Nice. <laughs> That was um, very um,
0: graphic, graphic. <laughs> yes. and creative. Uh, yeah, big old dongs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! D's on one, and then R knees on the other.
2: That was mine.
0: <laughs> I just when I read was that, that really one? yours?
2: Yes. You're just a dork. I know. <laughs> you want me to read the ones on TikTok? Of course. Okay. An L and an R, so he can remember his left from his right. That's right. <laughs> Cassian and Az's wings next to a ruler showing their wingspan length. No, yeah. more was here. <laughs> A barcode that says
1: "Made in Valaris."
0: <laughs>
2: Amarantha seat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> uh, that obviously wasn't me, but that's
2: <laughs> smart lady. Yes. Who wrote that very much. His star signs. Mm. My name. Mm. <laughs> I bow for anyone. <laughs> mm. Tamlin fan art. <laughs> Fenris and Moonbeam. You know to honor the- his ancestor.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: Sug life. <laughs> I was
0: thinking that.
2: And I, I went ahead and added the Old English in Old English <laughs> to Jurian's Eyes, lewd stick figure art by Cassian. <laughs> <Thank you>.
0: Cassian's <laughs>
2: Lips. No, I didn't do it. Uh, and a love poem to
1: Eris. Mm-hmm. All wonderful answers. So, our first bottle of the night is Astrabella Blackberry, semi sweet blackberry blend.
0: It's really good. Really smooth.
1: Okay, so last week we ended up at the summer court and... The Feyre. The And Resand just finished speaking to her, jealous or whatever, and they're still working to get the book. Yeah. Because they don't have it. So we are going to start with chapter 35. Over the next two days, Reese finds ways to distract the High Lord of the summer court so that Feyre can search for the book. She wandered throughout the city trying to look cool and collected and she could see scars left behind on buildings and the streets because of their rebellion.
2: And Cassian.
1: This is true. I, I forgot about that. She noticed that even the fairies were still healing from their wounds. Some had missing limbs. Upon returning to the palace, Faerah sees Amorin cleaning her nails and she was on the balcony too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not afraid of heights at all. And Varian is just watching like a creep She's like a cat, right? Like me. Yeah. While climbing up the steps, Farah spots a small building on a bit of land near the tidal causeway. It was a building currently partially submerged because the tide was out. The rest of the day, it would have been covered. Farah could not tear her eyes away from it. She felt like it was a little piece of home. She didn't know if the book was definitely inside the building, so they'd have to be absolutely certain before they went in. During that night, Varian is once again staring at Amarin, (laughs) and she completely ignores him while speaking with Crusader. Feyre and Tarquin make plans to eat fresh fish off the docks, because apparently she did it during her walks today. She mentions that he can take her for a walk near that building that's visible when the tide is out, and Crusader stops talking. She sees Tarquin's glance at Crusader, and that confirms her suspicions. He tells her it wasn't just an old temple ruin full of mud and seaweed, so Feyre tells him they can go through the bridge instead, as she's done with mud for a while. So are you a people watcher? And if so, where is the best place for people watching? The Airport. That's a good place. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm a huge people watcher, but I think the mall is good also because I don't go to the airport very often. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. So the mall would be good for me. And also, like, when you go to the movie theater and it releases mm-hmm. you, and the lights turn on, you can see all the random oh weirdos that you've been sitting <laughs> uh-huh. next to for the last two hours. Yeah. Uh, where else is really good people watching? Walmart. Have you seen those oh my- websites, gosh. like the people of Walmart?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pajamas
0: yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah
2: when we go to that festival and of course any festival yeah oh, ren yeah. fair i'm sure is going to be so interesting and mm-hmm. but like just mm-hmm. all
1: the different choices of style mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs> clothing
1: or non non-existent clothing. or non-existent
2: yes that's that is true
1: choices and mm-hmm. lot lots of, of butt cheeks and lots yep. of
2: butt cheeks glitter glitter in places there shouldn't be glitter and then smoking of all kinds
1: my uh, thing is body hair like you can. see a lot of like curly body hair oh, <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> because there's lots of men who decide uh to wear this mm-hmm. and, and and whatever whatever makes them comfortable but that body hair
0: oh and usually
1: it's a really pale piece of skin because it normally doesn't see you know Ooh. light of day yeah. And it's funny to see like their dark hair anyway,
2: which is a regrettable decision because yeah. like, we'll see them a day later and they are red. <laughs> yeah. oh, with sunburn. So
0: bad. Last time we went, we saw one with loincloth. No shirt. Nice. It was gross. No. Oh, <laughs> okay. Bad, bad, bad.
1: tarquin sort of just looks at Favour and she works her way into his mind. She can see him questioning their visit altogether. He's trying to justify how he feels about her. She's kind, she is his friend, and she saved Prithian. Feyre then pours some different thoughts into his mind. If he takes her to the mainland, she'd forget about the temple. Tarkin suggests a visit to the mainland. After breakfast, unless Reese needs him for meetings. But Reese tells him, spend the day with his lady, trying to ignore the violation she had just done. She asks Tarquin about the mainland. Later that night, Reese and Amryn come to Favorite's room. Reese commends Favorite on her ability to infiltrate Tarquin's thoughts and she expresses her regret. Reese tells her he'd never know and that he didn't really like doing the same to Varian and Crusader. Hmm. I'm sure he didn't mind. That sounds ob-
2: <laughs> uh, obviously not very sincere to me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Reese starts telling Pharaoh of the times he did the same to her, but he would only go to certain parts of her mind to check in on her. There would always be parts of her mind that belonged to her solely that he'd leave unbothered.
2: Do you believe that? No, no, no I, don't I don't either. Know. Not for a second.
1: Amran then comes and they start making their plan to get the book. They likely cannot winnow in, so he would fly both Amryn and Feyre there and keep watch. They'll try the next evening, so tonight they would note the guards' rotations at low tide and figure out where the watchers were. He also suggests Feyre and Amryn go for a midnight walk while he takes to the skies. Chapter 36 The next
2: morning, Tarquin and Feyre head to the mainland as planned, In her mind, she's calling herself a liar, a thief, and a deceiver, like Amarantha. (laughs) Which is true. Yeah. I mean, she was called, what, the great deceiver? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The most amazing deceiver. Oh my god. God.
2: She, She hoped they'd know it was done for their sake as well. She tells herself that if she hadn't done this, Tarquin wouldn't even have the chance to try to build his new world. They'd be gone by breakfast the following day. Pharaoh feels the guilt hit her once again that evening when Tarquin gave her a kiss goodnight and said he might visit the Night Court soon. But Reese helps her keep it together when she gets to her room and she sees the Illyrian fighting leathers waiting for her. <sighs> Reese flies both Amran and Pharaoh in close to low tide, and then he returns to the skies, monitoring the guards. Amron and Reese had discovered there were no wards around the site. Once inside the singular chamber, Ferris states she can feel it like a clawed hand down her spine, and she says it's sleeping. They had little time before the water returned and the sun came up. The mud and grime made every step difficult. She listens to the call of the book, and she stops at the center of the room. Fayra and Amran dug through the mud to find a lead door. The door is sealed. Fahrah comments that this has been here for a very long time and wonders aloud why they would covet the book. Amran asks if she wouldn't want to lock an object of terrible power away so that no one could use it for evil or personal gain. So get in there, Amran. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Aaron has no idea why this court was given half of the book in the first place. So, if you had the power to bring one famous person back to life, who would it be? Prince. Okay.
0: Betty White. Aww, I just think she's funny. What?
2: Mm, I'm thinking. Oh. That's my thinking face. <laughs> I, it's also your judgment face. Mm-hmm. Selena
1: oh that's a good one Selena
2: obviously I you know what I changed my answer Selena that is a
1: good one I wish I had thought of that one dang it or um um Freddie Mercury maybe oh he was
2: quite young right he was (laughs) quite young if I could bring him back and he was the same age as when he passed same same thing with Selena she can come back at the height of her right fame right what was she? How old was she? Like 23. Oh.
1: Damn, dude. That is young as hell. And also she, like to be that influential at 23. At 23 I was a complete idiot. Same.
2: <laughs> same. So
1: yeah. Mm. Crazy. Aaliyah. Maybe. Maybe. Not
2: over Selena. Not um, over Selena. a yeah, good against choice. Aaliyah. It's just like Selena, they're just cutting their prime. Elvis Presley.
1: Elvis Presley would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. it's like we're gonna choose all these musicians, right? Like Kurt Cobain. That, would be, oh, that yeah, would be a that's, awesome. that's right. You know, like he is such a tortured soul, though. You know, it's yeah. like he would be. He would be like, "Why did you bring me back?" <laughs> <laughs> like a whole twenty-seven, the crew, whatever. Like Amy Winehouse. Oh yeah. Ooh. Sure, she'd want to see some kind of crazy going on now. I wonder how this tastes as a
2: mixture or Julia is currently tasting a pickle and is now planning on drinking her wine right after. There we go. <laughs> Experiment number one. It. Interesting. I actually don't hate it. Oh, mm. wonderful. Pharaoh lays her hand on the lead and feels a jolt, and her fingers froze to it. And somehow Pharaoh starts becoming Tarquin. His blue eyes, his dark skin, and his warm smile. I'm sure he was quite a bit taller than her, too, right? <laughs> much taller. Um, much deeper voice. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hi, guys.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> and a peen. Aww. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder about that. Like, um, <laughs> the accuracy is not there, maybe. She thinks, I am your master, and you will let me pass. And there is a click and groan. A spiral staircase is revealed when the door opens. Amrin says she's never seen the cauldron, but it must be terrible if a kernel of its power felt like this. Farah draws her hunting knife and starts her descent down the staircase. Pharaoh walks into waist-deep water down a hall and reaches another lead door. Which, by the way, I, th- I think they believed lo- the lead was able to, like, block the power mm-hmm. so that people couldn't sense it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's what the purpose of the lead. She places her palm there, and the power seems to take more from her than the last door. This time, she didn't completely shift into Tarquin, but the door opened. They are surprised to see the water has halted against an invisible threshold and and the only thing in the dry chamber was a dais with a pedestal and atop the pedestal was a small lead box and Feyre could hear the book speaking to her asking who and what she is asking her to come closer Amrin tells her there are no wards or spells Feyre has to remove it and carry it out the tide is coming. The box continues to speak to Pharaoh until she tells it that she is Tarquin, High Lord, and its master. And the box quiets, but after she removes the box from the pedestal, she hears one word, liar, and the lead door shuts. Mind you, I believe all the water and the sludge that they're trekking through smells like. Sewer? Disgusting. Nasty. Yeah. yeah.
1: Also like, you know when you go to the beach and you let your feet sink into it, like that how awful it is to like pull up your foot. It oh, almost hurts your ankle sometimes. Yes. Can you imagine I them? Because you. it's probably full of shit.
2: Right. Have have you ever do you remember going to the lake? So like at the lake, you know when you first walk in, mm-hmm. there's it's like slimy. algae. Yes, algae. Yes. Slimy stuff
1: yes possibly and it's Rocks. actually really slippery too
2: yeah yeah i've
0: never been to a and
2: sometimes very wow. smelly i've
0: really? been to the freaking ocean but not the lake no
2: well okay i've been Honestly. to a creek <laughs> have you ever okay so have you ever like walked through the seaweed that's
0: slippery
1: yeah sometimes yeah. there's sometimes it's like that at the beach uh-huh. but you know stay away from the lake yeah because it's stagnant water right now Mm -hmm. Uh, and we are never i don't think at least for the next five years gonna get past that mm -hmm. so stagnant water and there's a lot of like flesh eating bacteria Uh, that gets not a lot but that's it's more prone to a stagnant body of water yes and if you go
2: to the beach go to an area of the beach where there's circulation
1: like don't go to galveston not the bay
0: (laughs) nasty no bay
1: don't go to the bay i I think it's galveston Beach is the beach that's, like, the worst. Because of the way the tide flows, all the garbage, Uh all the trash, and, like, there's not much circulation of the water. The water that that is there just stays there. I think it probably only gets sloshed around when they get a good hurricane.
0: Yeah,
2: and then you really shouldn't go into the beach or to the lakes if
0: it's just rained a lot Mm
2: -hmm. at all because the runoff.
0: Our next wine of the night is Porch Swing Pink Lemonade. It's very good. Is it? Does it go good with pickle?
2: <laughs> I think it would, yeah. It's very oh. good. It's very deceiving. You know,
1: I think a lot of these could just, if you added a pickle in them, they actually <laughs> taste really good. You know, you do have pickles there. I know, but I'm not going to try, I'm not going to do that. Do a garnish. Right. We should try that. And the next time we find someone It's a little bit too much, we go, like, let's put some pickle in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next is chapter 37.
2: 37. That's how old I am. I was going to say that. <laughs> we have the same I'm corny
1: high. jokes. Same I corny know. jokes. Anyway. Damn. So shortly after, water filling the chamber could be heard. Ooh. Ammon, with a fist like a forge, places her flat, tiny little palm. You know it's tiny. <laughs> you know it is. Against the door, heating the metal. So she's like a welder, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the door burst open, but a flood comes rushing in. Feyre pushes off the floor and scans for Amorin, who is at the threshold, waiting for Feyre to come through the door. When she does, it shuts. The water starts to fill more quickly with less space to fill. So Feyre grabs Amorin and wraps her around herself like a little piggyback.
2: Aww. Mm-hmm.
1: She's like a backpack. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have some thoughts about this part, but go ahead. Okay. Amorin holds out a hand and makes a break in the current and Favre uses Harwin's power to calm the water. How sad that she's using his power against him, right? I know. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They hit the stairway, but a wave must have just come because a wall of water poured down. And they see the doorway above the stairwell shut. Have y'all ever been around
2: High Tide when it's coming in? No, but <laughs> I like to watch it
1: when it's a
0: hurricane and <laughs> they have it on
1: the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have not. I'm just no. telling y'all. <laughs> I was just asking. They're enclosed in a flooded stairwell. Amarin goes to the door, attempting what she had done downstairs, but the door would not open. Fear tries clawing with her talons, but the door stays. Fera feels herself needing to take a breath, which would be the start of the end for her. But then the doorway is ripped away, and Fera sees three water wraiths. But- yeah, I know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> But Pharaoh couldn't wait any longer and took a breath full of water. She feels herself being rushed through the water and reaches warm air. She feels a fist to her stomach and she pukes up all that yummy seawater. Delish. Mm -hmm. Pharaoh turns to see Amrin puking also, but still alive. Pharaoh looks to the sea at her saviors who tell her that their sister's debt is paid. Amrin and Pharaoh swim toward the mainland and collapse once they hit the sandy shore. So what's up with these water rays? <laughs> were they watching her the entire time?
0: I think they're attracted to distress. It's like a signal, like a beacon to them. Is it?
1: Oh, you know what? You might
2: be right. Yeah. Because it's a, their way of finding food. Right. Yeah.
0: I think that's what lured them.
1: So they way. were initially trying to eat Vera?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, wait. This yummy human
2: and her whatever.
0: Her <laughs> Little d- shrimp. <laughs> her puppy.
2: Uh, <laughs> we owe them. But I was also wondering, I thought Amryn was like this all-powerful being. Mm-hmm. So what the F, Why dude?
0: Like what, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe she's not allowed to use her power. I don't
1: know. Well, she did say later on that something about their powers not being able to be used in like the bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So snarky-ass Rhysand kicks at Feyre asking what they are doing. Pissed off, Amryn asks where he was. Oh, I love, right. I love. Where
0: it. were you, bastard? Where? Are you?
2: <laughs> I love what she says, the way that the actress says it in the, the voice actor in the graphic audio, mm-hmm. something about it. you stupid bastard. Yeah. I wish we could just get a
1: clip of it to add here. <laughs> he tells her he had to work his scales on each guard on the way to sound alarms because they had set off triggers. Amron tells him the book nullified her powers and likely the bond between Feyre and Resand. Resand announces he missed some guards as he winnows the three of them out of the summer court. Which, okay, I would have
2: thought that after 500 years that he would have, like, had a well-practiced way of, like, yeah. avoiding
1: detection, but I guess he got distracted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Once returned to the townhouse, all ask how and why... The water wraiths helped Farah. And she tells them of the tithe and her helping when they did not have the funds to pay old Harry Man. Tim Tim. Timmy Tim 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 Tam. After laughing about the entire situation, Reese gets serious. Farah places the box on the table and Resan asks her to unlock it. When Farah grabs it, it greets her <laughs> with Hello liar. And they seem to be having an argument of sorts. Fira and the box. <laughs> Eventually, the box opened and the book was formed of dark metal plates bound with three rings of gold, silver, and bronze. And each word has been carved, an alphabet she did not recognize.
0: Every time they mention the book, I think of the book from Hocus Pocus.
1: Mm-hmm. Book. Book. <laughs> what the <hell? laughs> well, I was thinking about that earlier this week. It might have been when I was trying to wake up my freaking laptop. Because, you know, when you put it to sleep and you close it and it takes a while. I'm like, i was trying to tap on it. And I think Arnie was next to me, so I was trying to make the joke. But, you know, Arnie wasn't paying attention. And probably he wouldn't understand. (laughs) He's probably seen it once, but he hasn't, you know. Anyway. Amrit tells them all, it is no language of this world. (laughs) Great. It was Lishan Hakodesh. (laughs) The Holy Tongue. She looks to Risan, who tells her she's the only one who could decode it. They all seem a little annoyed that Risan would use Amran without letting her know ahead of time, but he tells her. He thought there may be a spell to send her home in the book. He didn't want to get her hopes up. She needs the other piece before she can start decoding, and she thanks Resan. The group then starts talking about the piece of the puzzle they did not understand. Resurrecting Jurian. What does the king have to gain from it? More brings up Miriam. Jurian may think she is dead and the king of Hybern would be able to bring her back to life. Rhysad suggests that Jurian would do it to get back at Draken. All the while, Feyre has no idea who they are speaking of. While Amron starts telling the tale of their near-death experience at the Summer Court, Feyre and Risan exchange a few words down their bond. So do you ever fear that you can communicate with someone without words? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, well, like, kind of like we're on the same wavelength. And so when we say the same joke, that's mm-hmm. kind of like how I feel like we're we're
0: not communicating,
2: but we're kind of just like...
0: I think the longer you're... At the same place. Yeah. Like, know a person or hang out with them. You know, you just pick up on all their... Mm-hmm. Things. Like,
1: Sonia, back... Remember playing toi. When we were in yeah. college. Huh? Okay, in college, we played twa, like almost every weekend, and it was, like, alcohol involved. Yeah. And we played against some of our friends, a circle of friends of guys and girls. But Sonia and I, when we were on the same team, we'd beat them every uh-huh. single time, and they were like, that's not fair. Y'all have known each other for too long. Because <laughs> uh, we, we, we didn't have any... We didn't. No tells. Yeah. They would go, and they would go to the other room and make signals, uh-huh. and, like, Sonia and I would be waiting at the table, like... <laughs> or something. And it was always something very tiny, or just anything. And she was like, tall. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. Or or we would do something that was more indiscreet, I guess. Yeah. And uh, they would say, counter-and-file, and we are like, nope. That's <laughs>
0: funny. <I'm
2: sorry. laughs> yeah. Without words, I think it would annoy the crap out of me if someone was able to do that. And you could literally see <laughs> Risen and Feyre looking at each other. And, you know... It would would probably crack me up the first couple of times when they do talk to each other. And you can see them like... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? If their eyebrows change because their mood's changed? They're changing their eyebrows and their looks according to what they're saying. But literally, they're not saying anything. So it's...
1: (laughs) But also, also, like, would... I mean, at at some point when they're, you know, together, wouldn't it gross? You got be like, I don't want to know what you guys are thinking. But you need to stop thinking that stuff in front of me. Yeah. Perverts. And that kind of comes into play
2: in the future Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which
1: we we will get there eventually but yeah that
2: would annoy the crap out of me for sure (laughs) you know what's funny also like okay did y'all when y'all were in school when you were trying to talk to somebody like across like you had a friend and they had to be seated across from you in Mm -hmm. in the classroom i always had these friends that for some reason thought that i could read lips and, you know, I have friends that were very good at it. They understood exactly what... And I, for some reason, just could not. I could not. They were, like, they were just like, just moving their lips extra big and wide. And like, are no. you going after school? And I was
1: like, I don't I like
2: know what you're saying.
1: Arnold does that to me, too. Also, I'm quite deaf. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're not yelling in my ear, I mean, it's not going to work out. So... I think sometimes Arnold and I will have, not necessarily like a language, but if we both hear something that we both have recently talked about or we have like a, you know, common opinion about something, we'll just like, "Hmm?" A shared look, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a demure cat. (laughs) I know, yeah. That's about it, though. But sometimes I'm like, Arnold, I cannot hear. You have to yell, okay? I love that. That's funny. Okay,
2: chapter 38. The following day, after breakfast and a nap... Feyre awakens to an empty house. At some point, Feyre takes a book to the rooftop patio to find Resan there. He's <laughs> sipping on some sort of liquor with a decanter full of it on the table beside him. Feyre offers him some privacy, but he sort of invites her to sit. She sees a wood box next to his drank, as Julia's, Julia's spelled it drank, so I'm going to say it drank. It drank. Feyre scents a bit of Tarquin. And she asks Rhysand about the box. And Rhys chugs down his drink before answering her. He tells her of his regrets in their dealings with Tarquin. Tarquini! (laughs) Tarquini! He was a good guy that wanted to be his friend. And he didn't enjoy stealing from him, but he was trying to control who knew what they were doing. He asks her to open the box and when she does, she finds three rubies on a bed of white velvet. He explains that they are blood rubies. It's an official declaration that there is a price on their head. Which apparently he's bought with three gosh dang rubies. Okay, the box had arrived at the Court of Nightmares about an hour ago. Honestly, if you were to send this kind of declaration, what would you send?
0: Um, if I was that pissed, I would definitely send them a bag of puka shit. <laughs> would you say puka shit? <laughs> what the heck is puka shit? Puka, the puka hole,
1: the puka from the very first. Oh, book. <laughs> my girlfriend! I thought you were like a super fan. Oh, anyway, okay. I was
2: wondering. I was like, okay, what would I send? A a fiery bag of shit. Just like
1: everybody <laughs> else. Damn Just like everybody yells <laughs> in, in middle in middle school in the eighties. That reminds me of like Harry Potter when his mo- uh, when Ron's mom sends that telegram that yells at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ronald Weasley. Yeah. Like except it would be somebody dancing like cursing him out. Mm-hmm. Yes, son of a bitch. Anyway, but that would be funny. Um, but I don't know. Oh, I mean, you're from Texas. You send them bullets, right, with their names on it.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's dark. I've got a bullet with your name on it. And I spelled it wrong because my name is (laughs) Feyre. I'm (laughs) I'm kidding. Okay, okay. I'm not saying it wrong. He tells Feyre he made a mistake. He should have wiped the minds of the guards. Yes. They probably alerted him right away. Fera tries to tell him that Tarquin would have noticed eventually. Grisand continues to torture himself with the mistake, and Fera tries to calm him down. He asks her if she minds being public enemy number one of the Summer Court, and she says that she's not fine with it, but she doesn't blame him. So, are you someone who dwells over mistakes you've
1: made in the past? I have done both. I have gotten over it real quick, but there are certain ones that you will think about it even mm-hmm. years later. Like, yes. why did I do that? It's so mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. the most Same thing. mundane
2: things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, my God. Why did I say that? Like, just yeah. years later, I looked so stupid. Like, I, that was the dumbest thing I ever could have.
0: Or why did I wear that?
2: I remember <laughs> my first boyfriend, real boyfriend. Like, I was like, I left a note and I was like, why did I,
1: why did I write that note? It's just so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But, you know, there are certain people who really dwell on the things that they've done wrong. So, like, Arnie does not take um, criticism really well or, uh, like, uh, if you're telling him he's done Mm -hmm. something wrong, he... Definitely dwells on it for hours. Aww. So I've gotten after him, mm-hmm. and it's not very often because he's really good. Mm-hmm. But when I have, he gets so quiet and just like Aye. he doesn't talk, you know, for a while. And he does it a lot in soccer too because he plays soccer. And he's, you know, he's usually the smallest one on his team. I always tell him you have to work harder, you got to run faster, you got to kick harder. And so when a coach tells him he's done something wrong, he just gets so deflated. Oh baby. I gotta tell them, like, you know, people tell me crap all the time when I've done something wrong. Like, get over it. What about you, Maggie? I don't
0: know. I guess it depends on the mistakes. Just like y'all, like, who I dated and my hairstyles and oh. what I wore. let's oh. and- not no, there.
1: every hairstyle mine was great. No, I'm just kidding. The jingles I wore. Oh, oh. oh yeah. But, but. It's funny, right? It was very it's funny in. to look back
2: on. I mean, it was on trend.
1: Right? You you could say you were Ugh. trendy for your time. Like, nasty. I, I remember somebody in high school when I was, in, I was in, a senior, I think I had a shirt that said either sweetheart or something, like in rhinestones or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this guy that I was talking to said, oh, finally you wear something that's kind of trendy. No. I oh. thought, you, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't think I like you right now. You I don't like you anymore. <laughs>
0: anyway
1: bastard. <laughs> and what do I just like? You know I mean? And honestly, in high school you have almost no control over it, right? Because you're just depending on your parents yeah. to buy you things. And yeah. in going to buy you things, you're like, well, you're well like, I'll wear these...
2: work? <laughs> I'll never forget when mom was like, your sister wants these K-Swiss shoes? I don't Why does she want such expensive shoes? And I'll like, say, I don't know, mom. It's oh it's, it's the, the trend right now. K-Swiss was like K-Swiss. so
1: big, Like, <laughs> Okay, honestly, they were marshmallow shoes. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were awful. But I think th- because of the way mom and dad were is the reason why I am the way I am, mm-hmm. which is an overshopper. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't just overshop for myself. I overshop for Arnie and Estelle. In fact, I was folding his clothes today, <laughs> and I said, "Why do you have so much clothes?" He said, "And he just tells me because you buy it for me, mom." <laughs> I'm like,
0: well, that's true.
1: You buy so it for me, mom.
0: You give yourself extra work
1: yeah i do mm-hmm. but also uh because of that i don't have to watch this
2: often
0: <laughs> okay
2: i, I want to i have a follow-up question so you know how he's like asking her if she's fine being hated or not or enemy number one of the summer court are you okay with not being liked
1: yeah Well, I think it just depends on who's not liking me. Mm -hmm. Like if it's at work and I'm not like, that's going to bother me because I have been in a work environment where I didn't have any friends and I hated going to work, Mm. right? But, and also we also, we don't really have a lot of interaction with other people, right? Other than our Mm -hmm. inner circle, but let's say in high school or in college and somebody didn't like me, nah, I didn't care. Right. I had a lot of people who didn't like me
0: in high school.
2: Yeah. Well, you, like, just dated people that they
1: liked, so. Uh, I mean, they wanted my, my leftovers.
0: Maggie. <laughs> I don't think it would bother me. And at work, it wouldn't bother me because I'm always by myself anyways. I'm not, like, in mm-hmm. a group or anything. I'm, like, in my own office with the door shut. Mm-hmm. Like, don't come in mm-hmm. type of oh. person. Yeah. So it's like, eh, leave me alone. So you're, you're like, even if <laughs> they the didn't like one. you. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. even
2: if they didn't like you, you could always just close your mm-hmm. door. Right yeah i think uh, where i work i did not like it at first but then eventually doing the job that i have to do Mm -hmm. i i don't care i just don't care but then eventually you figure out you
0: kind of should
2: care (sighs) a little bit so it's like you gotta strike a balance
0: between like little clicks everywhere yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard to like
1: it's really hard because there's clicks Everywhere in high school, uh-huh. there's clicks in elementary. There's clicks at work. Click your yeah. yeah. There's clicks at the church. I mean, there's clicks everywhere. Yeah. yeah.
2: If you want to get away from clicks, you basically need to find a work from home job, a remote <laughs> job. Okay. Yeah. Get into IT. Get computer stuff. Work from home.
0: As long as there's like one person that's on my side, I don't care about anyone else.
2: Yeah, because I don't want to be bored. Yeah.
0: That's me. <laughs>
2: totally. Okay. So he. Doesn't know how to tell Amryn because she'd likely return to Adriata and wipe the city off the map. You know, because she's so powerful but couldn't open a door. Feyre tells Risan to get through this war with Hybron and then worry about Tarquin later. They have bigger things to worry about, nullifying the cauldron and preventing the king from shattering the wall. He comments that she sounds like she plans to stick around for a while and Feyre offers to find her own lodging. Risan tells her to just use his credit for whatever she needs. An entire house if she wants. Feyre is trying to lighten his mood and ask if she can use his money to buy little lacy things. And he tells her he's not in the mood. Honestly, Reese's is being a total buzzkill at
1: this time. For real. Yeah, like, I'm not in the mood for that right now.
2: Yeah. Have you ever, like, stumbled upon your... A guy or, your like, your boyfriend drinking by themselves? Like, that's, like... <laughs> charlie all the time <laughs> oh and they're not and they're not bummed out
0: no he's always playing his game
2: trying once again Vera tells him
1: he should have slept with crusader after all they could be sad and lonely together she was pr- like i, I kind of liked that little statement because she was like trying to stick it to him again yeah that
2: yeah that and just kind of like shock him out of his his little broodiness mm-hmm. he asks if he can't have a few bad hours and she tells him to have as long as he wants and she'll send the lacy things to Tarquin. <laughs> Maybe he'd take the blood rubies back. Reese tells her she's feeling a little high and mighty and Feyre moves on to Roseanne not explicitly telling her that he finds her attractive. He tells her he's said it before and Feyre tells him to do a better job of it. <laughs> Reese challenges Feyre, suggesting that they go to that skimpy undie store so she can try on pieces for him. But Asriel flies in <laughs> to interrupt What a buzz Asriel. Yeah. That's a buzzkill. Asriel wants to go, too. <laughs> Come along, Asriel. Okay. Feyre leaves to give them privacy, and on her way down, she gets this rather graphic visual of what would have happened if they happened to have gone to the lingerie <laughs> store Just when it gets good, she's seeing normal again. And she looks at her tattoo knowing it was Reese back to his usual tricks.
1: (laughs) I'd be like, if you're going to do this to me, let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: so do you like lingerie or no lingerie?
0: I think lingerie on me would get lost. (laughs) So no (laughs) lingerie? I would let them go and find it.
1: Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think lingerie for special occasions is nice. I do too. I like it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. gonna lie. And also, it's like you tell them, "Hey, get so like," and they're like, woof, woof. "Anyway, I know." Yeah, but I would say not often because then they're like, "You are just run around that lacy thing again." So yeah, that annoys me in the middle of
2: the night. Fera is awakened by darkness and a groaning house. She recognized this darkness, a piece of it lived within her. She jumps out of her bed and opens the door to darkness, stars, flapping wings, and pain. She felt so much pain, despair, guilt, and fear. Fera heads to Rhysand's room, following the thread that connected them. When she reaches his room and calls his name, she gets no response. She gets to his bed and feels his body laying in it. There is still no response from him when she calls out his name. She even slaps him without successfully waking him. I would have at least given him a couple more slaps. I think she did it twice. For that whole crusade thing. (laughs) She hits him once more and he flips her underneath him with a talon at her neck. Oh, yeah. Kinky. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) excitement okay she tries to tell him it was a dream and she reminds him who she is as she notices he, he is fully nude
0: yeah baby oh
2: my gosh <laughs> blush he apologizes to pharah these nightmares happen as often as pharah's do which wasn't he like kind of chastising her when she first came yeah. over like i don't even know what's going on because i can tell you okay When Farrah asks him about his nightmare, he tells her there are some memories from under the mountain better left unshared. She lets him know that when he is willing to talk, she's available and she wouldn't tell anyone. She kisses his cheek and gets up to leave. Before walking through the door, she turns back to find him still kneeling on his bed and, of course, she thinks of how she would paint him. (laughs) Have you ever had to wake someone from a nightmare? Yes. Same. How did it go for
1: y'all? Did you say no? No. Oh, no. Maggie's a no. Maggie. No? Oh. uh, I had to wake up Arnold a couple of times. And I want to say he said that he was having a dream of fighting. He was, like, punching out because he was starting to move. And so that's what woke me up was that he was moving and, like, (laughs) And it happened, like, near the beginning of us dating, so it was weird married near the beginning of us married right Because we mm. didn't we didn't sleep in the same bed till we're married mm-hmm. uh and then i woke up and i was like hey wake up and he, found, he finally woke up and he told me about it uh, and i think it was either it was either him playing basketball the- <laughs> or him fighting which is funny because he doesn't really play basketball has estella
2: or like arnie ha- ever had night terrors
1: uh, they would wake up crying yes. and not remember it, but it was very short lived. It wasn't for a long period of time, thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, I think they both kind of did that.
2: Well, and Georgie, uh, Georgie, my son, he when he was a toddler, and uh, rarely now, but he'll wake up crying, and I think he's awake, but he's not. Oh. He's not awake. His his eyes will be closed, and his eyes look like they they see you, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So he's crying, and he's just like crying and crying. And it's a night terror, and so I'm there, like just trying to wake him. He won't wake up. He can't. Mm-hmm. He just won't. It's so that scary. Sucks. But don't, don't they say some?
1: Oh no, it's 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 sleepwalking that you're not supposed to wake up people, right? Yeah. Okay, so nightmares you should wake up.
2: <laughs> yeah, and like you'll comfort them. You're yeah. like, Georgie, I'm here. Baby, wake up. You know, no. No. They won't wake you, doesn't. Chrissy, wake up. I know. (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) I can't wait. Which, I guess, we're going to be waiting for a while. But, um, but, yeah, I, I, it's really sc- kind of scary with I, your kids. You yeah, to? I think
1: anything with your kids asleep and moving and talking or making any noise, it's yes. creepy. Even if it's the the good way, like, them laughing. Oof, oh, that's terrible real creepy. Georgie did that, too,
2: and he'll be like, <laughs> like, giggling, and I'm just like, boy.
1: I want to know what he's laughing at. I like, know. I want to know what he finds Aww. so funny because he's a cutie pie. He is.
2: He is. He's probably laughing at his mama. Okay, so our third wine
1: of the night is Oakleaf Red Blend. Chapter 39. The next day, Feyre is spending time with Amran in her apartment, which is, I'm sure, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Feyre asks her if she thinks they can decode it with the other half, the Look. book. Blood stains everywhere. Ew, stop it. <laughs> that sounds so nasty. <laughs> I know. Amarin is surrounded by papers and she tells figure that she wants to master the language before tackling the book. Hopefully, by then the Dan Queens would have given up their half. Dan Queens. Dan Queens. She asks how long it would take to relearn the language, and Amarin asks if Bruce had not told her yet. He didn't. She remembers that this morning all she got from him was a note thanking her for the night prior. She found a pen and wrote back, asking what the tattoos on his knees meant. Sorry, mm-hmm. I put her. How very um, the one of Amaran and the Adder. <laughs> the tattoo was a towering mountain crowned <sighs> by three stars. Dang it! No, it was, was it. wrong. It's thug life. Uh-huh. He replies, "It meant he will bow before no one and nothing but his crown." Sure. Amaran asks Feyre why she is there and Cassine had told Farah that Amran had been holed up since returning from the summer court and she might be hungry. Hangry right? Hangry is what he was worried about. Feyre asked if Risan had convinced her not to destroy Ajihara. Amran points and tells her the necklace of diamonds and rupees on her dresser is what convinced her. It was sent from Varian. Varian knows what's up. Varian knows. Farah asks if anything happened between them and Amarin tells her that Varian cannot decide if he hates her or wants her.
2: Why do I feel like that that's like a book? That's,
1: like, unwritten, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, like, high school love, though, right? Or, like, even middle school. Like, oh, I hate that bastard. I love, it. <laughs> anyway, love all, him Anyway. As the days pass and they are waiting on a word from the queens, Faye continues to train with Cassian, my love, and yeah. he and more try to teach her what she needs to eat to gain back the weight she'd lost. I can tell you. <laughs> uh, Cassian was also teaching her to wield an Illyrian blade. Most afternoons favor would train with resand working through the gifts she had been given. Or she had stolen. We, again? <laughs> yeah. resand would tell her a little info about each of the High Lords whose power she'd stolen. See, she stole it. Stealer. No, she was given them. Stolen. Baron mm. from Autumn Court was cruel and vain. That was a different Archeron. Callias from the Winter Court was quiet and cunning. Helion spell cleaver from the date court mm-hmm. his people were clever with spell work and archived the knowledge of prithian she also learned the politics and histories of the courts some days we stand spent away from Valaris, and pharaoh would spend those days either with amrin who was probably a delight right mm-hmm. and yes. the book or, or the half of the book right She was just playing with half the book mm-hmm. or with more shopping around which i'm sure that was more fun He'd still send little notes to her while away. Favorite realizes she looked forward to working on her powers with him and bantering with him as well. So if you could name one thing you like to do best with your significant other or bestie, what would it be? I wouldn't know. For me... <laughs> It's like me and Arnold. This is not sound like a mean girlish, but me and Arnold talking shit about the same person. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, because we're on the same, it just proves that we're both on the same side. That's all. Not like, and a lot of times it's playful ones. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Which makes me jealous because that used to be me. Aww.
1: But so... Us, actually. When Junior used to work at the mall at Dillard's, mm-hmm. I would go with him and we would go in the food court and we just talk shit about people walking by. Total strangers. <laughs> Total strangers. like Or like makeup stories about somebody walking by. You know, just nothing. Because that's what we did. Yeah. That's cool.
0: You Charlie, I like it when he has like alone time with me because we were always like busy at home or whatever. Like watching movies or playing games. I did like it when we used to travel a lot, like when we go to Houston and San Antonio and stuff like that, but mm
1: and and then the one thing Arnold and I do together alone, not alone, but without children, mm. uh, is going to Austin City oh, yeah. Limits. And we do it every year. Mm-hmm. So, going to ACL is our thing. It's really the only time we really spend without the kids, and uh, so we come to really enjoy it. I would say that he and I do not have the same taste in music, but we still kind of enjoy going there and yeah. seeing the different acts. Yeah. The Aust-
2: Austin City Limits Festival. That's good. Yes. yes. That's-
1: but we do agree that it's a good place to try all sorts of food.
2: Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. I, okay, so when I did have a significant other, I just enjoyed watching movies Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy staying in and watching movies or watching like Game of Thrones or something. Mm. Yeah, like a series
1: is good. Yeah. But something that you can binge like on Netflix or yes. Hulu or whatever uh, Prime. Mm-hmm. Because Arnold and I will do that and then we get really upset if one <laughs> watches an episode without the other, right? Yeah. That always happens. Like, I know you saw this.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. There funny. was a, and then I think at one point we were we were uh, reading at Qatar. And that was really fun. I guess it was like
1: the last ditch effort to kind of like get mm. some kind of common. Yeah. yeah. You know, try to, have you tried to see if, we've tried to see if Charlie would do it, right? Yeah, you know, I tried to see with <laughs> Arnold and like, he's like, nah, I yeah, don't read, I, yeah. I don't read, I watch TikTok.
2: And it was funny because I was totally like asking him about it and just, it was before we actually did the, the podcast and I was like, hey, and so what did you think about this and that? And it was exciting because it was something that was common for both of us. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, obviously the he didn't like the Sex sexy part. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, so he just kind of fell apart after that. He didn't want to read it. You
1: know, yeah, like if you don't like sexy parts, I'm out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was
2: I mean, we're friends, you know, we still like talk to each other like friends, but obviously we're not romantic at all. So
1: then one morning she gets a note from Reese telling her the Queens finally wrote back. They would be at her family's house the next day, and so they left after dinner. While in the human realm, Cassian and Azriel guarded from the far wall. Feyre had desperately wanted her sisters to get to know more, but from the looks of Nesta and Elaine, she realized now was not the right time. And right at the time that was agreed upon, the queens appear. And that's when they all realized the queens
0: could winnow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Bitches. Chapter
2: 40. The queens were a mix of age, color, height, and temperament. The oldest was brown-skinned. The two middle-aged ones were opposites in appearances and temperaments. Of the two youngest queens, one appeared a few years older than her with black hair and black eyes. The final queen was the most beautiful. The only beautiful queen who was around 30. Like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reese introduces himself to the queens and asks where the sixth queen is. He is told she is unwell and could not make the trip. Feyre introduces herself and then Rhys introduces More. She steps forward and one of the queens asks her if she is the Morrigan from the war and she answers with a bow. <laughs> the eldest queen tells Rhys they have an hour of their time. More asks how they are able to winnow. Apparently, it was a gift from their kind and a secret. Pharaoh tells them that war is coming and that they have called them to warn them and to beg. The queens say they know and have been preparing, but Pharaoh says the humans in the territory seem unaware and without signs of preparation. The queens tell her that this land is small compared to the rest of the continent. Defending it would be a waste of resources. Rhysand states that loss of even one innocent life is abhorrent. The queen's answer is that war is war. They would sacrifice this tiny territory for the majority if needed. Feyre tells them that there are good people here to which she answers, then let the high fay of Prithian defend them. Nesta is the first to snap at them. Hell yeah, of Nesta, course. what's up? Nesta, Nesta is really... The one that's about the thug life, really, right? Right. <laughs> she tells them that this is a choice of cowards. Pharaoh steps in asking why they would let Faye defend their people if they hated them so much. And the queen says that they should defend against a threat of their own making. Which makes no sense, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Why would they defend only against the threats from their internal... You know, and not external. Rissan attempts to step in saying they should protect those who are innocent. The queen tells them that they know of his past and his night court. For a male who melts mines and tortures for sport, they didn't think he knew the word peace. Farah tries to ask that if they do not help them with forces, then they should give them their half of the book. But that is quickly shut down. They tell her it does not leave their sacred palace. Fera begs, reminding them that she was turned into Fey after being killed by one of Hybron's commanders. She reminds them of all the torment and destruction that Amarantha caused and that she was just one brilliant female that Amarantha was. Thank you for including <laughs> that. To I voice. thought you were, trying to, yeah, you were trying to skip over that. That brilliant, cunning female, Amarantha, who, by the way... Just, just so we all know, is never <laughs> described as Faye.
1: Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah.
2: Mm. Mm. They will not win against an army full of many like her. Reese steps in defending Pharaoh when they call her young, and he and the queen go back and forth until Moore speaks up. Moore tells them of her history of fighting side by side with Miriam to help free human slaves. She worked with queens of that time, but she sees none of them in these current queens. She tells them of Miriam and Draken still being alive and living with humans for the last 500 years. The oldie queen. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Joe. The oldie queen tells Reese to give them proof he is not the high lord they've come to know through stories. And he tells them that if they need proof, he will give it to them. The golden queen smirks and says, good luck. And they vanish away. And weirdly, Elaine of all people wishes... They all burn in hell, bitches.
1: I kind of—that's the one, probably the one time I like Elaine because nobody yeah. would expect that from her. <laughs> Love Spoke spicy out. Elaine. Mm-hmm. Love that's it, funny. Elaine. Tell them some more. That's when you know that they've done wrong because yeah. Elaine you is fucked up. Yeah, she's not gonna yell at anybody or say something like that about anyone. Yeah, but the flower girl—the fact that she did shows that they did the not. Girl. Flower girl is pissed off at you. Yeah. Yup. So, any thoughts? Comments? Thoughts and comments? So, by this
2: point, if anyone's, like, following along with us and they've not read anything in the future, there's so much stuff being discussed that is very Easter egg-ish for all of Sarah J. Maas' books. Also, there's so much lore being discussed. This is one of those chapters that you definitely have to pay attention to.
1: Yeah, I think that that's exactly true. Because beyond this, I don't remember the details. Mm-hmm. Because I've only gone through it once. This, like us going through for these chapters is just my second, second time, time going through it. Right. So it's very helpful that I'm doing the summaries because I have to pay attention a lot more. Yes. So that's helped me. But the first time around, I did not. I mean, I went through it. Yeah, definitely, I've definitely heard it all because mm-hmm. I did the audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but you, I don't think you get as much. And you know, uh, the first time around, it's definitely a book that right. has to be reread.
2: Yes, as much or even more enjoyable the second time around. Mm -hmm. For real. It really is. And a lot of people were like, oh, no, I'm not going to reread something. I don't reread. You will want to. There
1: are certain series that I've reread. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's obviously, this is the first fantasy romance I've done. But I have had times that I've reread other series because it's enjoyable. Anyway. Yeah. Any thoughts, comments, questions can be emailed to us at our email. It's 3whinywitches at com with the number 3. Also, on Spotify, we do have polls weekly. We'd mm-hmm. like everyone to add to our results so that we can discuss them the following week.
0: Right. You can catch us on our social media at TikTok and Instagram at 3whinywitches. We have questions that we constantly ask every week. So any kind of responses
2: that you give us, we will probably mention it in the podcast like we did today. So those of you that have provided any answers to any of those questions, we have featured those
1: today. And thank Um, you for the response.
2: Definitely. Okay. And our podcasts are available on all of the podcast platforms please give us a five-star review we're open to constructive criticism and or even correction if you need to correct us we're definitely open to that until next
1: time see you later witches toodles